welcome to the life of a global desi a podcast that connects like-minded desis all over the globe by conforming to stereotypes and breaking them introducing desi versus globe as desis when we travel live and work abroad we often experience a whole new reality contrary to the one that we used to let's deep dive into these differences across various aspects of life We explore topics like driving, weddings, education in a Desi versus Globe context and also topics like shopping, sports, money and much more. The idea is not to say that one way of living is better or worse, right or wrong, but the attempt is to understand the underlying historical context, socio-economic structures, government policy and cultural nuances that lead to such varied results overall and ultimately what can we learn from both contexts. So stay curious and keep listening. On to our episode now. Hey Daisies, on this episode of Daisy versus Globe, we are talking about driving. Anyone who has traveled outside of India, especially to the western world, will realize that one of the biggest differences is driving. Yes, driving, traffic, honking and all of that good stuff. There's such a big stark difference. So, let's dive right in. Awesome. So, Archana, when when did you first realize this uh difference in driving between India or like the desi context and the rest of the world my biggest reference point about how driving was different in india versus the rest of the world was through movies like every other influence right so i saw hollywood we also hollywood movies and particularly speed where keanu reeves um drives on this fantastic <laughs> highway in loops over and over again and that's With when this I, bus yeah. yeah this bus and that's when i realized that oh my god roads can have very few people and just cars and people can follow rules and you can pretty much just yes. drive and roads can be beautiful i think for me uh, bollywood dude shahrukh khan shahrukh khan just cruising along las vegas and like the nevada and desert and pardesh in his convertible and, and like he has a thing for convertible seems like cuz he also was in that convertible in ddlj in switzerland mm-hmm. and then that gives you like this whole perspective <laughs> of how roads and just cars and just how traffic works abroad is like so different so yeah yeah and also i think just reference points from um our relatives who would be living abroad when they'd send a picture or a video of them driving or in front of a car you'd see beautiful roads and just you no know traffic, traffic in the frame <laughs> yeah no traffic in the frame um and just so much else that happens in terms of chaos on indian roads here so it was definitely a revelation and that was the first time i realized hmm it's very different um driving in india versus obviously in the us right Yeah so for me it was also in my undergrad was interacting with a big expat community in in Hyderabad and they would always go on about the traffic and i used to get super defensive about <laughs> like just in in traffic and honking and i was like what are these people talking about or what are you talking about until i think i took my first trip abroad and i came back and the first thing as soon as i landed was actually being hyper aware of all the honking and i was like whoa uh i think these people had a point a little bit yeah, yeah. i totally agree and when you think about even movies and how india is portrayed one of the first things people 
cut to in a frame right after landing in a plane is you know just the roads in india and honking and just the number of people the traffic the the traffic jams and for good measure because it's one of the biggest differences so i experienced this difference firsthand when i started driving in the us a few years back and it is absolutely like day and night the difference is so mm-hmm. stark and um, obviously we're going to discuss in this episode all of uh, the reasons why it is different so i guess the first um starting off from the beginning right learning how to drive and getting a driver's license there are so many cultural nuances there so i remember growing up in india um i learned driving just by jumping into it right so our parents taught us how to drive uh, it was my dad and our granddad literally sat me in the driver's seat and took me around the neighborhood and there was very basic knowledge on well this is the this is the gear this is the clutch this is the accelerator go <laughs> so there was definitely some sense of like misguided confidence or we keep coming back to this word like jugaad just like figure it out you know you like innovate and you'll learn how to drive that's how i learned driving yeah like for me it was mom she kind of gave <laughs> up on me on day 1 and i had to pretty much learn driving from a cousin of mine who was actually a race car driver so <laughs> i mean i don't know what that says about the kind of driving that i picked up but honestly sometimes i even when i still drive i feel like i kind of drive like him so yeah <laughs> yeah and so that's testament to just the safety measures you know how how <laughs> lax they are in india and and you see one of the reasons why people drive the way they drive in india because just education around even the first step of learning how to drive right is mm-hmm. is very different so when i spoke to like a bunch of my cousins here at a very young age people here start learning how to drive when they're 14 16 here being- in a, here in the us they are taught in a very structured manner how to drive so they go to driving school they qualify for a student learners license they have to clock in a number of hours certain number <laughs> of hours with an adult they have to use an app to track these hours and then they get uh, a driving license after giving an actual written test and a, and a driving test right which in mm-hmm. itself is so rigorous people learn how to drive here before they're allowed to drive on the road versus yes. in india um or at least growing up for you and me we were pretty much we just did it by trial and error right and yeah. that's how we also got our licenses in india yeah like going back to your point about safety measures right like you have underage driving uh, like kids as young as 11 12 mm-hmm. just like taking the wheel <laughs> either in the car or even motorbikes like gad bikes you see kids actually yes. riding gear bikes and yeah that's with no common. helmets no nothing and, and obviously so, like yeah. none of this is to make fun of it but it's interesting to un- understand what some underlying uh, principles there are and even to your point of underage kids driving i remember mom caught one of our really good friends who were, who was just waiting for his parents <laughs> to leave the home and just took the car out without their permission and she spotted him around the neighborhood and you know she told on him because it obviously came from a good place right in terms of being safe and wanting to uh, make sure that he's learning driving the right way but i think in india or for like any child actually le- driving is such a rite of passage you feel so yeah. independent when you're behind the wheel when you can literally take off anywhere and so driving is obviously a big part of growing up and big part of your mm-hmm. um, you know childhood but but the i guess the bigger question is how lax or how stringent are you about safety measures around driving in india versus the rest of the globe Yeah and in India you you can actually just pretty much get a license um 
by not even appearing for an exam mm-hmm. i've actually ha- i've known friends who have gotten licenses like for the car and for a get motorbike like whether or not they ride it or not <laughs> speaks a lot about like just safety measures and so on. yeah but i i want to say that it is changing a lot now because a lot of these um driving tests are online um, mm-hmm. obviously the written tests are online but everything has been digitized so you there's it's harder to get around giving a test because earlier it used to be all done by human interaction and brokers so there was more yep. lax measures there and you could you know grease people's palms and bribe people off but now i don't think it's as easy as it makes sense which i guess you know you see hopefully better driving in india now let's let's hope it translates to that so when did you first get like a license in the us and what was that like and what was some yeah. basic like main differences that you saw around like traffic and driving etiquette and so on so obviously having driven in india since a very young age uh being independent and being able to drive was a very big deal for me and as soon as i moved to the us the first thing i thought about was wait let's get a car let's get a license so that's what i did and there's a big difference most obvious difference is that your left it's left hand driving in india europe canada versus right hand driving in the us so it took me a lot of time to even get onto the right side of the car and and you know make figure out where the steering wheel is and i remember the very first time i took the car out i was a friend's car at business school i drove i drove on the wrong side of the road and i'm sure people were like what the hell is happening because uh, luckily there wasn't any traffic on that road but the one stray car that came along was like honking at me and i realized very soon okay this is dangerous uh but but yeah like you get used to it and then it's just a mind switch yeah. that needs to happen exactly and i'm sure you still do that with like it's it's hard to or rather it takes a while to get used to that switch even when you're going back from, and driving between the us and india right like mm-hmm. it usually takes a second or two one of the other things that i had to really get used to um when driving abroad was uh, this whole concept of exits and just really structured <laughs> highway systems because if you miss one exit you can take miles together before you need to get to a certain place versus in yeah. india it's very lax right people are even on highways literally driving sometimes on the other side of the road you have <laughs> taking a u turn randomly yeah take absolutely right without any 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 forewarning or um, even though they are like barricaded off you'd see like gaps in the barricade you'd see like straight livestock coming in you'd see like cyclists motor <laughs> motorcyclists um yeah so basically there's no difference yeah. like the roads don't just have like cars on them they also have like cars automobiles three wheelers two wheelers <laughs> trucks livestock pedestrians cuz we totally have like footpaths for most for the most part and then food carts and then full flesh like street vendors and hawkers right at uh, traffic signals and also there's just so much more on the streets rather than just your basic cars so yeah. that's a huge difference and like to your point about missing exits abs- exits absolutely like i would do that all the time um that was something that i took a lot of time to get used to in the US because i am a super intuitive driver like i'm an ENFP my environment on the miles breaks right yeah on the miles breaks guys so for me like driving in india is like very natural because i heavily rely on my intuition whereas in the US is more of observation and act 
एक्टिव रीडिंग लाइक यू गॉट कॉन्स्टेंटली कीप रीडिंग साइंस कीप लुकिंग एट थिंग्स इन इंडिया फॉलो रूल्स लाइक टू द टी इन इंडिया यू कैन जस्ट लाइक आस्क पीपल इफ यू लाइक गोइंग इन द राइट डायरेक्शन और लाइक फॉर एन एड्रेस यू कैन स्टॉप एवरी टू मिनट्स लाइक आस्क पीपल फॉर द एड्रेस आई मीन दैट्स अ होल डिफरेंट स्टोरी वेदर दे गिव यू द राइट एड्रेस और नॉट बट इन द यू एस गूगल मैप्स इज योर ओनली सेवियर एंड आई हाईली डाउट इफ यू स्टॉप डेन आस्क समन इन द यू एस टू गिव अस अ डायरेक्शन दे प्रॉब्लली लुक इट लुक इट आउस बियर्ड राइट लाइक फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल आई डों यू कैन जस्ट रैंडमली स्टॉप इन द यू एस ऑन देर आर नो स्टॉपिंग साइंस एवरीवेयर साइनेज इज वेरी स्ट्रिंजेंट यू नीड टू नो वॉट ईट साइन मीन्स यू नीड टू अंडरस्टैंड वॉट ईट साइन मीन्स फॉलो इट टू द टी एंड सो कल्चरली ऑब्वियसली द यू एस हैज मच मोर स्ट्रिंजेंट रूल्स एंड रेगुलेशन अराउंड ड्राइविंग इट्स ओवरली स्ट्रक्चर्ड इवन एज अ सोसाइटी एंड देर इज दिस लाइक नीड टू कन्फॉर्म and that absolutely flows into your driving everyday driving mm-hmm. and just how societies are structured within a western concept right mm-hmm. versus in india it's almost like well you know um people are more intuitive like you said there's there's this method in the madness there's method in chaos for me when when we are abroad definitely driving with an assumption that everyone is everyone else is following the rules whereas in india i feel like you're driving with an assumption that no one else is following the rules and it's on you like it's everything is defensive rather than just like actively like offensive or like actively not you know offensive i mean it more like actively paying attention to things and driving where you want to get at you're literally reacting to your environment every millisecond constantly when yeah, you're driving in india there are pros and cons to that right you being able to follow a very structured guideline structured rule versus figuring out how to work in ambiguous situations which i think drivers in india are able to do being able to predict what the other person's going to do <laughs> versus here you absolutely don't need to do that but then think about a situation where um i remember reading about the somewhere where on a pretty busy crossroad the traffic light stopped and no one knew what to do <laughs> compare that to a situation in india everybody figures out exactly what to do despite a lock jack a lock jam situation yeah i mean two people who'll get off the cars and be like you know driving uh traffic and figuring out how to navigate it and within a few minutes you'll have a free flowing road i mean that's like an ideal case scenario but sometimes these jams last forever so <laughs> for sure for sure but i guess my on my what i was trying to get that get that there was just the ability and the skills that you build based in both of these uh, scenarios right yes, and also just from a practical standpoint i think uh, you need rules and strigu- stringent rules and regulations in the us because of just the speed limits on these mm. highways right they're close to 70 miles per hour some it obviously varies state by state which is almost 115 kilometers per hour <laughs> so you have to follow rules because if you don't it's fatal right there is no margin of er- margin for error yeah um whereas i think speed limits in <laughs> india are much lower a much lower you, when, fact, whether you adhere to them or not is a different matter <laughs> that's a different matter in fact like i feel like when you're driving on indian streets it's you just kind of miss other vehicles by a whisker when you're like overtaking mm-hmm. them or like even like passing them 
over a crossroad and sometimes you even hit them and it's still a casual thing like people are so busy <laughs> they just keep moving on they're just like they'll give each other a face or they'll shout out a curse word but they will just yeah. keep moving on because hey life goes on and life's busy and time and is money and no one wants to be bothered with having that argument right yes so exactly it's, so it's, it's a lot it's like more just, lax in India Sure. Yeah, and just organized chaos. I guess that's the word I would give. Yeah, it. man. Like, so <laughs> I, I feel like I thrive in the Indian environment when it comes to like driving. It's just generally I love the chaos and just the bustle of being on Indian streets. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. But having seen um, how driving can ideally be, and <laughs> the mind space, the little mind space that you need to give it, um, I definitely prefer driving in the US. I've driven like thousands of miles here all by myself and absolutely enjoy it of course but it also said falls that, it's also very much in line with your personality right like you yeah, are more organized you are more mm-hmm. it's like your mm-hmm. typical ESTJ self <laughs> <laughs> I like that <laughs> so in this series one of the things we want to do is understand the historical context and underlying differences in culture socio-economic policies in driving in India versus the rest of the globe Why does the US have so many cars in the first place? It's because of advancements in automobile technology right after the World War or even before the World War when Henry Ford started mass producing the Ford Model T, right? So the US almost had 32 million registered cars and produced almost 90% of the world's automobiles, which is why the US is a very automobile-centric country and economy, if you think about it. Whereas, in contrast, access to cars in India was very limited, Mm -hmm. right? And um, it was only accessible to very wealthy people, industrialists. Like rajas and maharajas, not even like regular people, right? Absolutely. The first car that was ever imported into India was by the Maharaja of Patiala in 1892. And when the US had almost 32 million registered cars in 1930, By contrast, India had only 30,000. You can imagine just the access and awareness of even automobile technology was so stark in both these countries or Mm -hmm. even just across the globe. But we also did not have like the infrastructure to support cars at that point. Like we were only just getting started with like our railways that, you know, the British were helping us set up and so Mm -hmm. on. So, yeah. Absolutely. And... We keep forgetting that the US is three times bigger than the size of India and serving one fourth of the population of people in India, right? So when it Mm -hmm. comes down to economic and policy decisions, the US built highways, roadways, and the freeway system under the Eisenhower era, yeah, the Eisenhower era to mobilize military equipment for wars. But post-war, when the economies really moved away from the wartime economies to being more consumer-oriented, it absolutely revolved around the automobile. And this takes considerable planning and and capital, which is why you see service businesses like drive-in, drive-through restaurants, movie theaters, Starbucks, and this and just the general suburbanization of life, right? So mm-hmm. where people lived was very far from how where they worked, and that was by design. So it wasn't by happenstance. It was by design and the lobby of the automobile industry, making sure that people needed a car to go from where they live to where they work to where they shop to where they eat, and so. That's one of the reasons how it's it's structured, right? So mm-hmm. just like you said, the U.S. was built from an infrastructure standpoint to be able to cater to so many automobiles in the first place. Yeah, and like for India, uh, 
we are seeing like only now really good roadways like we're working on diamond quadrilateral highways like the delhi mumbai chennai kolkata uh, diamond uh, connection roads that we have the expressways and the public transport projects that are coming up in some of the major cities even though the projects take forever to <laughs> actually hit the ground uh, mm-hmm. but they are working on it and it is coming up in big ways um i think intercity roads or our national highways are still pretty good uh except for after rains and similarly in like the us i'm sure that happens and i've seen it happen like after it snows as well the amount of salt that they put to actually get rid of the snow or melt the snow away often damages the roads so for sure yeah it's like weather conditions play a huge role in like just road quality and depending on which country you're in as well so yeah and so i guess the whole point is it's easy to you know talk about just how bad roads are in india or just how bad the traffic is or how bad uh, driving etiquette is but what we want to do is try and understand what like what really drives that right just from a century old perspective of how government policy is or how economies are built in these countries or just how culturally different the the ways in which people operate are our cities weren't well planned enough keeping the future in mind it was not a um, very future oriented we didn't consider the volume of uh, people or like traffic except for maybe delhi the center and chandigarh those are like the only originally planned cities in india mm-hmm. but the rest of them there was rapid urbanization and the rest of the time city administration was just trying to keep up to with the increasing demand and like just all these new advancements are taking place whether it be in terms of social upward mobility and people having more access and uh, enough money to buy new cars and the sudden influx of cars on the roads all of a sudden so absolutely because it takes considerable planning and capital to be able to cater to a sudden boom of uh, cars we we look at european countries or countries which are not really automobile oriented right it's it's mm-hmm. really the us when yeah. you think about it so Just europe generally has a, also europe mm-hmm. is a lot greener than uh, in terms of its outlook they promote uh, just public transport a lot more cycling mm-hmm. walking is like really popular especially those who have moved from the us to europe they talk about how in the us you need to have at least a car or two like if mm-hmm. you're two people in a household and both of you have different jobs you need two cars at least whereas in europe like even if you have one car per family like more often than not you're using the public transport you're either biking down to you know your city center everything is walkable um uh, depending on again with season but the fact that there's a lot more uh, sharing economy in that sense absolutely or even when you think about countries like singapore or japan right their car culture is not very big public transport is big walking is big cycling is big um it's it's primarily because of how these economies were designed versus um the us was designed to be an automobile country but when you think about the future the future is obviously electric right self driving and public transport is going to be key uh, especially with issues like traffic all over the world increasing including in the us right when we've been mm-hmm. in the bay area on 101 Ooh, for hours yes. <laughs> in that traffic or even the bay bridge in, man like even the bay bridge you're stuck on it for hours together during and depending on what time you go like you could actually get from west oakland to san francisco in 15 minutes if you want to but if you just leave at the wrong time if you just leave 
at Russia Mm-hmm. peaked in according to WHO is now like one of the world's worst cities when it comes to air pollution mm-hmm. and granted the Delhi government is trying to do things like for for the past couple of years trying to implement policies like odd even which is uh, on certain days of the week if your card number plate ha- ends you know with an even number or mm-hmm. is an even number you you know drive on those uh, uh, those days and the odd cars drive on those days but it's still not foolproof right because especially when you're talking about Delhi as a national capital and really rich people own multiple cars with many different number plates yeah for sure these are good ideas but uh people in india will always find loopholes that's the first thing and the other thing is it's too little too late right these are very small measures i'm talking Mm -hmm. about big structural measures and changes like investing in renewable energy making sure we have uh, a structure that supports electric cars which i think the us is starting to do already right getting ready for the electric car revolution the self driving revolution whereas in india we're still like building roads making sure um, we're even able to sustain cars that are on these roads but like in india you do see like uber ola and lyft Absolutely. and the rest of such like cutting down on like car ownership you see a lot more people like uh, actually taking ride sharing yes ride sharing options uh, and it's it's pretty cool it's causing panic in the automobile industry and mm-hmm. uh, you see like the lowest car ownership and sale rates are, like all over the world yes change is coming and even when i think of my generation of friends or people very few people uh, talk about car ownership as a must have right a lot of people just do without cars i think about some of my friends in india now they don't have cars they all use uber ride share or use the metro but i think we all need to practice responsible behavior and find more sustainable ways and uh, you know in our approach to getting from place a to place b mm-hmm. i think something that should definitely make a entry into the indian market are like the electric scooters that you have oh, in the yeah. bay oh yeah talk a little bit about the electric scooters you 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 use those a lot in oakland I right i used to and i still like love using them and like India is I don't know how efficient they would be in India cars. <laughs> You'd probably I imagine being stuck in like traffic, but they're super fun, but the fact that they're electric like I think is great. Yeah, so I guess it all boils down to being structurally ready for that revolution to happen, right? True. When it when it happens, uh be it self-driving, electric cars, ride sharing, all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think my biggest concern is is it too late to hmm. change that like is it too late to make those structural changes at this point in time because you already see that when some of your major cities like Bangalore Hyderabad or even like Mumbai Delhi well was the first one to get their metros but like when the other three countries uh, the cities were mm-hmm. working on their metros it took them at least 7 years like hyderabad it took us 7 years to yep. get our metro up and running and it was hard to do that where everyone was still trying to get on with their daily lives and like how do you close sections of the sh- entire city's roadways to just build something like as an afterthought so those are some of the biggest differences in driving and roads with desi versus globe um please send us your 
biggest observations of uh, you know what you noticed across uh, India and the rest of the world when it comes to driving and roads yeah stay curious and keep listening peace out <laughs> hey daisies if you enjoyed this episode then please rate review and subscribe to us on apple podcasts spotify or wherever else you're listening to podcasts and drop us a note on lifeofaglobaldesi at gmail.com or our social media to keep up this awesome dialogue. Oh, and don't forget to give us a five-star rating. You're so cheap. Why are you asking them for <laughs> five-star ratings? Well, I always ask for the rating I want, not the one I have. You know, like dress for the job you want, not the one you have. That's like the stupidest thing I've heard all day. Arthi, you're so judgmental. Well, you need to stop being listen, judgmental. <laughs> I just think you can't be so demanding. That's all. You ask for what you want. Bleh. <laughs>